Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Straight Up AFC East Champs for two years in a row, a.k.a. Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, the Buffalo Bills, your thoughts? Super Bowl. Yes. That's my uh, my initial thought. Yeah, so today is really interesting. In fact, the last two weeks have both been interesting, where the, Sa- the Bills have not really been able to do anything at all on offense and then they just win easily regardless um so they finished this season 11 and 0 in or sorry 11 and 1 in games decided by more than one score because they won 11 games by more than one score how unbelievable is that a plus 194 point differential leading the league insane incredible incredible stuff yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, not a, a place I thought we'd ever be winning the division two years in a row. I, I mean, these are the first two division titles I can remember. It's a hell so, of a feeling. It really is. Yeah. And it's wow. Weird game, though, huh? Yeah. Offense, not great. No. Not great. Uh, they just he, cannot finish. And McDermott's decision making, again, not great. Cowardly yeah. stuff, not going for it on fourth down at the three yard line well i thought that was annoying too because two reasons one that pass interference like it didn't really hurt the it didn't hurt the jets at all actually like you might as well commit pass interference there because the the time still comes off the clock right be cool if there was a rule there like at the end of halves and end of games you get time back like five seconds or whatever Mm -hmm. or like it's an on-time play or whatever so that was annoying and also like it's like okay it's a spot foul and he he held him at the three is when he really interfered with him, but the ball was going to the end zone. So that should have been on the one or the half yard line. Like that should not have been on the three. I get why it's on the three. The call is correct, but like it was going to be a touchdown. Right. So right. that, that was annoying. Uh, but yeah, I agree. They should have gone for it there. I mean, you have to trust your quarterback in that situation and order of a billion dollars. He is yeah, a and- physical specimen. He's 237 pounds, six foot five. And he's fast as hell. Like, I just, I don't understand why they don't do this on fourth down more often. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Put very the ball strange. in the hands of your best player. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, I would say, table play calling you'd say was questionable, I think. Yeah. Uh, throughout that game. Yeah. So that's, un- that's unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah, the third quarter, and in fact, the second and third quarters are very tough. The called back digs touchdown. That was unfortunate too, but Big fourth quarter, and holy hell, how about that defense today? The Jets, 
aside from that 40 yard touchdown pass on fourth down, they had negative 35 passing yards. Unbelievable. Yeah. Really fun stuff. And they're also, we have to say too, doing this without the best player on their defense, Tredavious white, which it's just so tough going into this playoff run now without him because he really just takes that defense to another level. But you got to give credit where it's due. I felt like Teron Johnson made incredibly timely, huge tackles today, like just important third down stops. I mean, guys are stepping up and filling the void. You know, you can't fully fill the void of, of Tredavious White. We're talking about one of not even like the best player on the Bills defense, but one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. And so you're never going to replace that, but man, it has just been remarkable and surprising and just exactly what this defense has needed. Yeah. Also credit to Devin Singletary, who had a hell of a finish to the season, yep. finished with over 800 yards, over 850 yards and eight touchdowns and also had a receiving touchdown today and uh, ended with uh, about four and a half yards of carry, which I don't think anyone uh, who watches the Bills believes that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Four and a half yards of carry from Devin Singletary. Didn't he finish the season with four straight games with a touchdown? He did. Yeah. Yeah, he's been really solid. I mean, he was great. The Jets aren't a good defense, obviously, and neither were the Falcons. But, like, it's good to be able to run the ball a little bit. I mean, Zach Moss still nothing doing there, but it's good. Singletary's uh, looked really – he's looked more like 2019 Devin Singletary heading into the playoffs, so that's good. And, in fact, today felt like a 2019 Bills win, but, like, with just a – a little bit more confidence in Allen because mm-hmm. it was one of those games where it's like, oh, why is this so close? Like technically the other team could take the lead, but the bills defense played great. And then the fourth quarter happened. That was like seven games in 2019 that were like that. And they had, you know, they won, they won a lot in that year. So, yeah. and they're even better this year, 11 and six. And uh, so now as we're talking that we don't know who they're going to play. Nope. Uh, yeah. We were just saying before we were started recording game is on right now, as we speak, the score is 10 to nothing Raiders. So in that instance, if the Raiders do go on to win, that means that the Bills will play the New England Patriots in Buffalo, in Orchard Park next week. We'll Probably see- on Monday night. <laughs> What's that? Probably on Monday night. No, you think so? Probably. It'll you be that think that the Rams Cardinals would be Monday night? Oh, I forgot the Cardinal or I forgot the Rams lost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that'll probably be it. Tough. Can you imagine? I bet if it's, I wonder, I don't know. I just want them to play on Saturday, honestly. Same. <laughs> that would be. I, I really enjoyed playing possible. on Saturday twice last year. That was great. Mm-hmm. Man, Isn't it man. crazy now too, with Tennessee winning that whoever we end up playing, if we end up winning more likely than not, we're going to be playing the chiefs in the next round. Yep. Hey, I feel good about that too. Me we too. pounded the Chiefs. Me too. Honestly, the, <laughs> I mean, things got pretty wild today, just in general. I mean, the fact that the Steelers are in the playoffs to me is just ridiculous. Ugh, gross. Just ridiculous. But I feel like the AFC is com- is just wide open. Like they are, it, it's theirs for the taking. Realistically, there's no reason why they cannot make the Super Bowl and come out of the AFC. I, I'm not really like afraid. I should say of like anybody. I have varying degrees of confidence against each team in the playoffs right now. I know. Well, so we should probably say the Colts did not make it. Nope. Crazy. That is nuts. They really. 
I'm going to look this up now, but they really had the inside track. And all the people after they beat the Bills were talking Super Bowl for them, you know, because they such a good defense. And Jonathan Taylor was incredible. People were talking about him winning the MVP and getting 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. He obviously did not get there. They had yeah, an them, elite offensive line, too. And they had, they had been winning, too. So they lost a close game to the Bucks Thanksgiving weekend uh, and then blew out the Texans, beat the Patriots in a very impressive game, beat the Cardinals on Christmas. And then they lost to the Raiders last week in kind of a dumb game mm-hmm. and then lost to the Jaguars saying it's like, boom, they're out. Just insane. Uh, it's, it's wild. And I mean, there was a stretch there too in the season where like Carson Wentz was, it, it felt like he was starting to look pretty consistently solid. Like, you know, he wasn't blowing the roof off or anything, but he was doing what he needed to, to help them win games. He wasn't turning the ball over. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and by and large, he didn't do that all season. Yeah crazy yeah it turns out though he's still Carson Wentz this is true but I I also will say though it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with them in the offseason because I I, do they really have like a a premier receiving threat no but are they they can't just run back Carson Wentz right what's that they can't just run back Carson Wentz I think that they will because you just spent a first round pick on him and he's like Frank Reich's boy. I mean, that was a huge reason why he went to the Colts specifically and why they paid up so much. I can't imagine that there was many other teams that were willing to pay what, and I could be wrong about that, but I mean, it's a high asking price for Wentz. And I know that, you know, he had the incredible year leading up to when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and he ended up of course getting hurt and not being able to play, but I mean, otherwise, he just did not look like himself after he got hurt. No, and he really only was good that one year, though. That's what I'm like saying. He, like, yeah. after that happened, he he really wasn't ever back to yeah. coming close to being back to his old form. No, and I thought – I think he was that gear. Honestly, it seems like a fluke to me, like, all the way around. Uh, but, yeah, I think if he didn't get hurt, I don't think they would have won the Super Bowl. And that would have been bad no. news because that would have been the Patriots would have won again. Mm-hmm. So, True. anyway – uh, so they're going to play the Patriots pretty damn good that year though. Oh, he was. Yeah. I mean, he was going to win the MVP. Yeah. But anyways, he's no Nick Foles. Um, so we, we're going to play either the Raiders or sorry, we're going to play either the chargers if they win or the Ra- the Patriots, if the Raiders win. So yep. that's what we have to look forward to next week. Uh, would you rather see the Patriots or chargers or what? I would rather see the Patriots. I would say just because Put it simply, I guess I'm more afraid of Justin Herbert than Mac Jones going off. You know, I, I think no it's doubt. much more like what's that? No doubt. Yeah. I mean, it, it's much, I don't know. Herbert is just, he's a legit stud. Like he is going to be good for a very long time. And he is deservedly being talked about among the top tier of QBs, of, of up and coming QBs, along with Allen and Mahomes and Burrow. I mean, those are the the four and Kyler Murray too, of course. So uh, yeah. And Mac Jones. No, nah, I'm not worried about him, honestly. Also, I want the satisfaction of being, of being the ones to beat the Patriots because I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't think that they're going to come out of the first round regardless. And so if we have the opportunity to beat the Patriots in the playoffs, that will be at home too, no less. That will be so, so sweet. And I would rather see than uh, the Chargers face off with the Chiefs. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I trust 
Bill Be- Bill Belichick a lot more than Brandon Staley. Yeah, uh, of course. Like, so, but I, I don't know if I'd say I'm afraid of the Patriots. Like, really should be. No. I mean, they're three and one in their past four meetings against them. They really should be four and zero. We all know what happened on Monday night this year. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I said before we got on this, though, the Chargers, though, they are the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. It means I, – I know that doesn't inherently mean anything. That's not really analysis, and curses aren't real. But, like, the Chargers, though, I mean – I know. They have a, let's say, scattered history in the playoffs and basically in big games in general. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as I said before we get on here, it's a very interesting thing about them. They – they're an AFL team, so they be they became a team the same year as the Bills. This is their 62nd season. They've only been to one Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, they so they they had Jack Kemp before the Bills did, and then they had John Hadel, who I don't think is a Hall of Famer, but had very very good numbers for the 60s and 70s. And then Dan Fouts, uh, and they also had obviously Drew Brees briefly, and then Philip Rivers, and now Justin Herbert, great quarterback. Yeah. Uh, throughout basically their history. And the only time they made the Super Bowl, Stan Humphreys was their quarterback. How weird is that? Stan Humphreys. Not even that long ago, not even 30 years ago, some MF named Stan Humphreys was in the <laughs> Super Bowl. And thought, people were like, yeah, this guy might beat Steve Young in the Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, I think that is so telling about them is that they have consistently have had the talent to get there. You know, they're not yeah. just like the kind of team that's been like, they're a perennial playoff team, but they're really never a threat. They just are always kind of above average, above mediocrity on and are able to get in there. They've never been like that. Like they've realistically, I feel like always had a reasonable shot at going to the Super Bowl. And even look out looking outside of like their quarterbacks. I mean, they had like Ladanian Tomlinson for a pretty decent prime there. <laughs> like he yeah, was there you could for say a he, while. Had a, he had a decent prime. Yeah. He's the best running back of the 21st century. I know that's what I'm saying. So you have, I mean, you've had. You Sean Merriman lights out. You've had the teams. Absolutely. And they just haven't been able to get it Former basketball player, Antonio Gates. Yep. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah. I mean, 2000s. Yeah. I mean, they, they honestly, the funniest one is they went 14 and two 2006. They're the one seed. They're playing. They're hosting the Patriots up 10. Tom Brady, well, up 10, Patriots get a touchdown. Tom Brady throws an interception to lose the game. And the guy in the Chargers, for some reason, tries to start to return it in traffic. And Troy Brown forces a fumble, and they oh. get the ball back. Unbelievable. Busts me. Yeah. Terrible. Do we have but a hockey it, team? Who? <laughs> oh, they're for this podcast. Uh, apparently the Sabres are going to start playing games again. They've played about as many games as the Bills over the past uh, three. I think the Bills might have played more games than them. Maybe it's a yeah. big number yep. over the past three weeks. Obviously, the entire NHL uh, has been more or less uh, was shut down roughly for about five days. But the Sabres had some games of their own that were postponed, and and now things are about to get busy. Uh, this, this, this upcoming week, they have not even just this week, this next two weeks, they are going to be incredibly busy starting Tuesday. Again, they're hosting the Lightning. That's that's tough. I don't like their odds there. Uh, and then again, Thursday, they'll be at the Predators. Uh, Saturday, they will be at the Red Wings. And then Monday, the Red Wings will be here. Tuesday, they'll be in Ottawa. And Thursday, the 20th, they'll be uh, hosting the Stars. 
And then Saturday, they are hosting the Flyers. So that's – it's a busy stretch. Would you say that was seven games in 10 days? Seven games in 12 days. 12 days, 12 days. It's like a baseball schedule almost. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to see out of this upcoming stretch? I want to see the continued solid play of Rasmus Donnelly, and I think that that's really probably at the top of the list for me right now. I mean, over the past month, month and a half, he has looked vastly improved from how he looked in that stretch earlier in the season. You know, he got off to a pretty decent start the first handful of games this year, and then things pretty steeply started to go downhill, both his numbers and just his the eye test just were considerably worse. And he seemed lost, honestly. He seemed like he reverted back to how he was playing under Ralph Kruger. And it was scary, honestly. I think people were understandably worried. So, you know, now, since over this past month, month and a half stretch, not to the, to say that he's been playing to the degree of like what you would want out of like a first round pick, but it's considerably better. And I think it's a very positive encouraging step in the right direction. So I'm really looking to see him continue his production. I I mean, he has been great with the puck on his stick lately, contributing in the offensive zone. You know, he's looked so much more confident and competent in his own end as well. And you're really starting to see the things that make him special jumping out in his game from his passing ability to his stick handling, to his skating and his shiftiness, to his vision and creativity. I mean, you know, there's a lot to his game that makes him have the the special potential that he has. If we're talking seven games in the next 12, I want him to come away with at least six points in that stretch. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, so one person I was thinking about is I'd like to see, because, you know, we, we only got a brief glimpse of him before he went on the COVID list. Alec Tuck, uh, he obviously is like a middle six guy, an established guy. So I want to see, uh, you know, him look healthy, uh, look solid see what, what he can provide uh, going forward. He's someone I'm looking at. And then I also want to see UPL bounce back well after a tough one against the Sharks. Not a terrible game, but not a great first period either. I agree with both of them. I mean, with talk, wait, is he back in the lineup actually for tomorrow? Or I don't know if that's been people? announced yet. Okay. Well, because, either way, yeah. Yeah. And then UPL. I think most of those guys should be back unless they're dealing with pretty bad symptoms, which we haven't heard anything like that. Well, like Krebs should be back as well. Well, I was just about to say, speaking speaking of those guys. Yeah. Krebs is another person who I'm very, very excited to see just due to the fact that I wonder if we're going to run into, as we had talked about last week, a UPL situation where they kind of have to keep him up because of how well he's playing. And so far that has been the case. I mean, he has been, as good as advertised, obviously what he is now is not the player that we all want him and hope that he will eventually grow into becoming, but it's been really exciting to see him. And he's been showing that he has the talent and all the ability in the world to play in the NHL right now. I'm sure eventually he's going to end up going down to Rochester as they're making their run towards a Calder cup and having him back down there with Paterka and Quinn. But you know, for the time being, I think he does deserve to be here. So excited to see what he's going to bring to the table over this next stretch as well. Yeah, for sure. So we have a few other things to talk about, but before that big news this week, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but you can uh, now legally place bets on sports in New York state. Oh yeah. So friends, you, uh, might want to hear about, uh, our friends here from DraftKings. uh, the NFL playoffs are here. 
you might have heard we talked about it. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down the Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Wow. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now I have something they should update here on our ad read in the middle of this. After the must be 21 or older, it still says New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. Folks, it is now New York, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, uh, well, a few few other things here. I'd like to know that Devin Levi, Sabres prospect, uh, Northeastern University just got his seventh shutout in his 19th start uh, on, I think it was Friday night. So that now means that he is shutting teams out in about 37% of his starts. That That is outrageous. <laughs> I mean, talk about just complete dominance. And I think honestly, just how good he's been playing. I know obviously Portillo is there in Michigan, but you know, we talked, I think a couple weeks ago about staggering the signing of these guys when they eventually come out of college, Levi, they absolutely, I think as soon as his season's done should try and sign him, you know, similar to what they did with UPL where you can get him a couple of starts down the stretch, even just to get him, you know, give him a taste and see how he, how he does. UPL will probably eventually end up going back down i mean he can you know we'll see what happens as they're going on their run for the calder cup again like we talked about before but i think that they have to sign him this offseason for sure get him playing in the pros he seems like he's ready i mean he's you know we can't sit here and say oh he's definitively ready for the ahl but we could say that he is definitely at a talent that is above the collegiate level right now with how well he's been playing absolutely Yep, I'd like to get him. I'd like to see him play in the NHL this April uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. And then who knows what happens next year. He's probably an AHL guy. And then Portillo, I don't know, maybe he wants another year in Michigan. I guess we'll see. Um, so other uh, sad Sabres news. Uh, news came down today that Brian Blessing, former host of Hockey Hotline, uh, Empire Sports legend, uh, died today. Not really sure the cause or anything like that yet. It just news broke about two, three hours ago. So basically before the lockout, when the Sabres are still an empire, I remember it pretty well. I think the year after the lockout is when the Sabres, well, now I'm kind of forgetting who was on the intermission show with Robitaille from like 05, let's say the pre, uh, pre-Duffer era. Kevin Sylvester? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Kevin Sylvester is still on. So before Kevin Sylvester, yeah, it was Empire Sports and they, they show called Hockey Hotline. Yep. Uh, with Robitaille and Brian Blessing. Yeah, and I, I guess he was there a little bit before, I want to say, in like he had a different show in the 90s on Empire. But yeah, he uh, he always seemed like a good guy. Seemed like he still really liked Buffalo a lot after Empire ended and he moved on in his career. Always yeah. seemed like a nice guy. 
And honestly, that was a like kind of a golden era of uh, Sabres TV. The fact that we had our own dedicated local sports TV show or station, that is, it's kind of incredible. And obviously the era where Mike Robitaille, Brian Blessing, Jim Lorenz and Rick Jenner together, really unbelievable broadcast back in the day. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at Channel 4 story now just to see if they have any more information. He was only 64. Wow. And he also was a sports anchor at WIVB, I guess, in the 80s and covered the Bills during the Super Bowl appearances. Uh, he lives in Las Vegas. I don't know if he'd been working out there, but yeah. So that's uh, that's tough. He was still, yeah, apparently he was the host of Sportsbook Radio in Vegas. Vegas Hockey Hotline. Oh, wow. look at that. He had his own hockey hotline show in Vegas. Yep. Well, that's unfortunate and also very unexpected. Wow. Very sad. Very sad to hear. Yeah. So let's go. We'll go to happier news now. Uh, Sabres announced that uh, they're going to put Rich Jenneret in the rafters on April 1st. Very exciting. Very, very yeah. exciting. So do you think he'll get that thing that announcers get where they get like, it's like two uniform numbers, but it's a number of games they called? Oh, interesting. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, I would think that would probably be the logical thing. What, what do you think? Is that what it that makes sense to me. Yeah, because there's yeah. that space to the right of the French Connection one. There's a like a kind of an awkward space mm-hmm. where he should go. And when we talked about potentially when Miller retired, him having his number retired someday, uh, I never really thought of the idea of putting Jennerette in the rafters. Other franchises have done that for their play-by-play guys. Uh, so, yeah, that's it's a great idea. Really, right. really exciting. They're going to do it while he's actually there to see it when he's still the announcer. Uh, really fun. Oh, I love it. I mean, I can't wait to be there that night. I'm going to definitely get tickets for that. You know, that's something that it's something that you'll never forget. I mean, he's such just a historic piece of not only just Sabres history, but NHL history and his, you know, biases aside, one of the greatest NHL broadcasters that the league has ever seen. So yeah, RJ will be greatly missed. Some of the most incredible calls, as we all know, just, you know, Throughout his entire career, I mean, you could go to any era and there are just countless calls that Sabres fans who are in, you know, their 90s and Sabres fans who are in their their teens and up to their 20s, like who weren't even alive for some of these games that you just know, like right away. And so, I mean, yeah, he's he's just synonymous with just Sabres hockey for me. And it's going to be really sad to see him go. But, you know, who knows, maybe in a few years when the Sabres are a contender again and if they ever go on a cup run at some point and we can get him in the booth and he could call like a game or something like that in the cup or in the playoffs just to hear him do that again. But RJ I was thinking be, maybe like he could call a period. A period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be awesome if they would do that. Yeah. So are you have any thoughts on the San Jose game you want to share or? Yeah, I mean, they got off to a horrible start, and I think that's ultimately just what killed them. They looked horrible from the get-go, and it was tough. It was a rough effort. Um, as I had talked about before, though, I thought Darlene looked great, uh, especially, you know, he had an okay first period, but in the second period, I thought he was just off the charts and, and played much, much better. But when you're letting Thomas Hurdle walk in for a goal that he just scores all alone in the slot, you're not going to have a good time. And that is what the Sabres ended up learning. There was, I mean, they just did not have any sustained possession in the offensive zone throughout the game. They had zero high danger chances in the first period. They ended up losing three to two. As I had said, it was a much better second period than the first, but I think that it was just ultimately what it came down to is just that kind of a start just sunk them and they couldn't overcome it. Yep. Also Auden Hill. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) A billion saves in the third period. Yep. Man, 
just it was incredible I, I, what, what can you say you know <laughs> yeah yeah incredible incredible game by him not a great game overall by upl but yeah i guess it i mean it's it the sabers in a weird spot because they just had that stretch in i'd say like most of like most of november first half of december where they're starting like Dell and Tokarski and just getting pantsed and Subban just getting pantsed by every opposing team. Cause they can't, can't make a stop. Yep. And so that, that really has colored their record. And that's part of the reason why they've been so bad, but I don't know. Anyway, also um, let's bring up more sad news. Bob Saget died today. Dude. What? I know. Oh my God. I, I saw the news and I couldn't believe it at first. I mean, so sad. Yeah. 65 years old died in a hotel in Orlando. Uh, man. Yeah. So it's, uh, stunning. I mean, he, he looks really good for his age. I would have guessed he was a healthy guy. Yeah. Do we have a cause of death yet? Nope. Yeah. Uh, You know, he was pretty young still when he got the, uh, the job with, uh, full house considering he was playing the father of a teenager. He was a pretty young guy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So sad. So, so sad. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite Bob Saget performance, like, or movie slash TV show? I mean, for me, it's just like, I always just think of Full House, you know, I I just growing up, feel like I watched it a lot, especially having two older sisters and. Oh, true. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of Full House and just in general, I mean, I think it's also too, like I saw a bunch of people sharing tweets today that were really funny about being like 12 years old and 13 years old. And then like hearing Bob Saget's like stand up performances yeah. for the first time. And you're just like, Oh my God. You know, like it was just such yeah. an opening hilarious experience. Just like thinking back on that. So yeah, he will be deeply, deeply missed for sure. Do you have any yep. thoughts to share on him? No, he's just a really funny guy. That's too bad. Um, do you have any uh, recommendations for the week? The Patriots to run and hide. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Um, How about yourself? Well, I'm right now. I'm just about to watch Euphoria and The Righteous Gemstones, both of their season premieres. So maybe next week I can say whether I liked them or not season two for both these shows, nice. both of them delayed by COVID. These are both 2019, I'd say summer slash fall releases. And now it's January, 2022, and they're just getting back. But yeah, excited to see my, one of my good friends, Zendaya, one of my other good friends, Danny McBride, oh, yes. one of my best friends, John Goodman. John Goodman. Wait, what is he in? Righteous Gemstones. Oh, he is. Okay. I don't, I haven't watched actually. I want to start Euphoria too. I've heard, I mean, I've had people recommend both of those shows. I mean, I oh man. Euphoria is wild. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's, you know what? You're going to watch it and you're going to be like, this is just like time. And this is just like high school. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me know if you start watching it, you might think that. Come on. I know yeah, what the you're... plot of the show is. <laughs> <laughs> man. You know, like you would be best friends with like your heroin dealer and then there'd be like a party and there's just people, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. People are doing coke. Some girl cuts her hand on purpose to in a show of intimidation. Uh, there's a there's a huge scandal where like uh, there's a, 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 a dad that is, you know, hooking up with high school age girls. I mean, I'm not doing spoilers right now because I'm being very vague about it, but like yeah. 
there is 10,000 things I could tell you, and it wouldn't cover half of what happens in season one. So I'm very excited to get to that. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm yeah, excited and, to hear about it and eventually see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, my, so my random savers player of the episode is going to be Zenon Kanapka because his name is close to Zendaya. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just go with, I'm going to go with Rob Niedermeyer for my random savers player of the episode. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I don't have a fun tie-in for a name. I tried to think of something and it just didn't come to me right away. So I figured I wouldn't waste everybody's time. <laughs> All right. Well, good episode everyone we'll see you on thursday <laughs> all right everybody thanks for tuning in to this episode of straight up sabers presented by the hockey podcast network and the charging buffalo make sure you're checking out both of our presenters on their respective websites wherever you are streaming your podcasts and also on whatever social media platforms that you're using also make sure you're checking us out on social media you can find us at straight up sabers on facebook and instagram and at straight sabers on twitter We'll be back with a new episode on Thursday of this week, but make sure in the meantime, also you're using that promo code THPN on DraftKings now that again, as Taylor mentioned before, sports betting is legal in New York state online. So make sure you are taking advantage of our promo code THPN. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great start to your week. We'll talk to you on Thursday.